Good morning. We'll call this part two of Elam uh, Asiya. So uh, this has been a series that we began last year, actually. And every week, when I was giving the share, going through the whole Seder Shtalshalus, and actually even higher than Seder Shtalshalus, Chassidus usually refers to Seder Shtalshalus from the Tzimtzum and below. And we began actually before the Tzimtzum, and working our way down, so to speak, uh, from, from uh, after the Tzimtzum, the Rishimu, the Kav, then uh, Adam Kadman, Akudim, Nakudim, which is another name for Tehu, Virudim, which is another name for uh, Tikkun and Atzilus. And then we went through the Sviras, each Sviras, their relationship with each other, the Parsois, which are the partitions between all the different levels. And then after Atzilus, Bria, Yitzira, and now I see it. So in the Dalit Elements, which is the fundamental structure of all the as we discussed also at Silas, there's Abya the Klolis, Abya the Protis, which is in uh, macrocosm, microcosm, Abya being Atzilus Briyitzir Asiyah. So when we say Asiyah, the, 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 what we're talking now is Asiyah the Protis. But Asiyah the Klolis, this explains, there's a famous mimer from the Alter Rebbe, the Tzamech Tzedek, one of the Yisraelis, the Kamaimah, is called Drush Gimumine Odom. Um, which is today, it's printed in Eratere uh, in Yonim, the Maimer of the Alter Rebbe with the Tzemach Tzedek's um, copious and uh, abundant Hagos editions. And uh, it's also printed in Eratere Bolok. That's where we always knew the Maimer, but now it's in, in Yonim. I'll just say a few words about it because it's so fundamental. Is an expression in Kisfarizal, uh, in Eitzchayim, Gimumini Odom means Odom referring to the structure. So we usually touch Odom as the human being. But remember, Odom is Tzira Odom. You say Tzir Kaima or Tzira Odom. Odom Elyon, Odom Atachten. So we say because the human being was created so the Odom Lamata is, uh, is in the likeness of the Odom Lamaila. What's the Odom Lamaila? Obviously not a physical human being, but a structure. A structure of Yemin, Smail, Emtsa, Reish, Guf, Regel. Essentially, the Esosphiris is the structure which, in language by us, in the language by a human being, is the Esokechas Hanefesh, like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, Nishtalshul Mehem, Shinishtalshul Mehem, the ten Kechas, Nishtalshul from where? From the ten spheres of Atsilis. That's Sir Odom. But in Kisra Rizal, he talks about this Odom goes also through Dargis. Because the Ebrister can move in his Leodomhu. His Lamaile is above any type of Tzir in any structure. But he chose to manifest, so to speak, Elokuz, what we call Mamalakalam in a Tzir Odom. And that Tzir Odom is generally Gimumine Odom. Odom de Bria, Odom de Yitzira, and Odom de Asiya. So that same Odom goes through the Shtalshlus. So it's the same, it's Esesviris, but obviously very different Adregas. And, um, in this context, he explains in that mind, why is it Gimel Mine Odom? Why not Dalad Mine Odom? Atzilus. What about Odom Datzilus? Odom Elyon. So he explains it there because there's the Eris and there's the Kalim. In Eris, it's always three. In Kalim, it's four. I don't want to go into that right now. It's not Mamish Negei to our 
discussion, even though, again, it's Yisaydizdik. So he explains, Gimel Minei Odom, right in the beginning there, that there's the Odom, the Klolos. So the plot thickens. Odom, the Klolos, is, is Biyah, the Klolos, or Abiyah, the Klolos, I'll explain in a moment. And that is Bria, the Klolos, is Ak, Odom Kadmin, because it's Odom Kadmin encompasses the whole Seydish Tashlus. Yitzida, the Klolos, he says two different ways. It's either Akudim and Nukudim, or it's, um, or what does he say, or it's, uh, that was one way, or Atik and Arich. It's two ways he explains Yitzida the Klolos. And Asiya the Klolos is Asilus Bri Yitzida Asiya the Protis. So if you look at the whole Ishtashlus, Odem Kadim would be Bri the Klolos. Yitzida the Klolos would be either Akudim and Akudim or Atik and Arich, Keser. And Asiya the Klolos would be Atsilus Bri Yitzida Asiya the Protis. So it's uh, similar to the Rebbe brings in Sikhis uh, from the Mefarshim. Like you have a, a, a Seder Taharis and you have a Mesechta Taharis. You have all the Kechavim are called Kechav, Kechavim, and then there's a Kechav that's called Kechav. So many times you have a Klolos and a Protis, a microcosm, macrocosm. You can say something in general terms and in specific terms. Now, when you're talking about Abiyad de Protis, obviously we're talking, usually Echsid is the default. If it says, Tzilis B'ri Yitzir it's talking about Protis. You can assume that unless Chassidus spells out, we're talking now B'cholos. Just a, an, an, un, an unwritten rule that we know when you learn Chassidus. Now, let me talk a moment why is Atzilus counted or not counted. Because Atzilus the Klolos, where would it fit? If Ak is Bria the Klolos, there's nothing higher than Ak, except the Tzimtzum. And Resh is Akav, the beginning of the Kav. So Chassidus explains that Atzilus the Klolos would be Ere and Sof Lefinat Tzimtzum. And that's where we say the Esospheris Hagnuzis also has Esospheris, not real Esospheris, but Hagnuzis that Ebrecht envisions, Shir Asme Bekeach. And the truth is, this is a Chiddush of Chsidis because in, uh, in Arizal, Kisved, in Kisved Arizal, Esospheris Hagnuzis is usually either Atik, the Spheris of Atik, or Akudim, <coughs> or Madregis after the Tzimtzum. Chsidis is the one that elaborates that there's the ten hidden spheres before the Simpson, which would then explain Atzilus the Klolos. So I don't know before Chsidis Chabad there is a concept of Atzilus the Klolos written. The concept exists, but uh, whether it's spelled out. But Proteus, Atzilus is always that uh, in between place. Is Atzilus an Elam or is it Elikus? Because on one hand, Atzilus is Mamish, Yuvichayuichad, Yuvichamuichad. On the other hand, we call it sometimes an Elam from the Dalar Elamis. But the truth is, it all depends how you start. Sometimes Atzilus is called the Sof Ha'en Sof, like Ad to say Atik and Arich, especially even Zah is sometimes called Sof Elamis Ha'en Sof. And from Zah and Tamalchus is already the beginning of uh, so called Elamis. So it's all relative. But Bekitzer, I just wanted to give a little more overview, and then I'm going to go back to Asiya. So we went through Atzilus, Bri, Yetzira, Asiya, read the Rebbe's letter from, uh, what was it, Tovshin Tess? I forgot already what the date was, something like that. Um, and the Rebbe, the Moshe the Rebbe gives with the Melech, which is, a, which is a, the Rebbe doesn't need askama, but it's a very practical Moshe. We can envision in Mipsari how it works below the Melech, before the Tzimtzum. The Melech, when he's envisioning, when he's by himself in his own Hechel, but he's beginning to think about Olabert Seinei, but it's all within himself. That's an element, I mean, that's uh, Tzilus. 
Bria is where he goes into the Paltadin, where he meets the ministers. So it's still a world that is dominated by the Melech, but now he's conveying his instructions to the ministers. And Yitzir and Asiyah is the Masori Hamelucha going out to the, the Am, Anshe Am, wherever they may be, in Yitzir and then Asiyah, to bring the message of the king. So in this Moshal, it's very clear that the Seder Stalshul is essentially four Dargis in the relationship with Eberster, with Asiyah being the most distant one. And of course, Atzillus being the highest one, and even higher than Atzillus, the Melo Benelo Venatsme. But as we discussed many times, the goal, of course, is that we want a connection, not just to the Melech as he is coming to the Anshe Hamedina, but to the people, but to the Melech as he is, Benelo Venatsme, all the way lifting at Simpson. So hence, you have a whole Seder Stalshlus, and through Aravedis Hashem, Mamata Lamaila, for example, through Davening. Which is four rungs of the ladder. What are the four rungs? We'll be learning in Pasha Vayetze. The four rungs is Asiya, going back from the bottom up, Yitzira, Briya, Natsilas. The four rungs of the ladder, which is the Sulam Hatfila, essentially being the four Dargis and Davening. Yeah, different ways it's explained. Birchasashach, Psukha de Zimra, Kishmesh, Manasra. Or sometimes and four dargas, and that's a journey. It's not just uh, four levels. It's a real journey from all the way from the Moshe of the Rebbe that the Rebbe brings in the letter, which is really based on Chassidus and a lot of my modern talk about it. Not mamish, maybe those aces, but the same idea that from the Katzve table, a person who is part of the empire is now connecting all the way to the Melech not through, just through the Tzivui HaMelech, through the Melech's commands, but all the way to the Melech Atzmi, as he is, because at the end of the day, when we daven, we don't daven just to Midesov, Elov Elele Midesov, Chol Karenu Elov. You don't daven to the Svidus, Chaz Vishal, or to the Elemis, you daven to the Ebesh himself. Animaspal Daza Atinuk in the language that the Tzamech Tzadeh brings from the Rivosh in Sheresh Mitzat Fila. Uh, but we still need Seder Shtalshus because from, Chines, uh, from the p- point of view of a human being, we need to grow. You don't jump from Ben Chomesh Lemikra to, ben, uh, to, to the highest levels. You go Ben Chomesh Lemikra, Ben Esser Lemishneh, Ben Chomesh Esser Legemara, etc. So we need to grow in the Giluyim, that's step by step. But ultimately the connection is all the way to the highest level. So what's discussed last week was Asiya which is, of course, the end of the process, Seif Maise B'machshav Etchila, which is exactly what I just said, that the Machshav Etchila is not in Atzilus, and not in Bria, and not in Yitzir, it's Afka Nasiya, and Nasiya itself, Tach Nishayin Tach Nilmatim Emenu, Asiya Gashmiz V'chumriyas, in this lowest of worlds, and Malchus of Asiya, Malchus the Malchus the Malchus the Asiya, is sometimes the Loshan in Egeres Akedish and other places, to emphasize that this is, in the Stalshlis process, the lowest level, but in it is embedded the highest kavana. It's like a building of a house. Until the house is not finished, the final house, the kavana was not fulfilled. It doesn't matter whether you built all the beautiful higher rooms or the, the most special rooms, the house has to be finished. It's after the last makkah the end of the process, fulfills the kavana tchila, machshava tchila. Seif maisa machshava tchila. Sometimes expressions, not seifan betchilosan, betchilosan beseifan. So we discussed that length, or the fiyerach I discussed last week, the Geras Hakedish Simachav, the big chiddush there, 
that Dafkin Asiya Gashmi, meaning the Yesh Hanivra, Loshan of the Alter Rebbe, is embedded the Yesh Hamiti. Because it's the only place where you see Mitsuyusi Matsmuse, at least a reflection of it. In all the Elamists, no Elam, the Malyusa, feels that they're self made. Hatsilis for sure is Margish complete Elokus. And even Briyatsir and Asiya, they may be a Yesh, a bottle, Bitla Yesh, or whatever the level of Bitla is. But nobody feels as, as a, uh, a type of um, self-contained reality. Every malach, every neshama feels all the time that it is a, a creation of God's. Uh, like it says, even the animals in this world are that way. No animal, not, not in the world of Chai, not Semeach, not Demim, will ever waver or shift from the Ebrister's Kavon. Because it's like a clock. The Ebrister is the programmer so-called, the cosmic engineer, and he built a machine, and the machine works exactly as he wishes. There's only one entity that has the ability to shift, because it doesn't feel the mokir, and that is the yesh nivra In the language of the Alter Rebbe, that feels like it doesn't have a source, of course. We understand with our seichel that we're not self-made human beings, but in Hergish, you know, a person can live this world in the way of aniva afsiyed, me and nothing else. There's nothing that, that, that tells me what to do. I'm a self-made man or self-made woman. That, that yeshus, which l'cheda would seem to be the root of all problems, al-terebbe is machadish, as I said. No one's ever said it before the al-terebbe. So it's mamish achidish with al-terebbe, which he actually was machadish just a few weeks before his istalkus, which was also interesting. Such achidish, you'd think, would have been said years before, but no, it's Mamish in the last weeks. And he says that that etzim feeling comes from the Yesha Amiti. Because only other, only other entity that has the real um, self-contained reality is Atzmus. Why? Because Atzmus, everything else is created by Atzmus. Everything has a Mokr, everything has a Ilavisibu. Even Eirein Sof. Doesn't matter, Eirein Sof, Lifniat Simtsum. The, the Siban, Ila, is the Moir, is the, is, is the Mokra Air. The only thing that does, has no Mokra with the Roshan Adal Terebbe, Mitsuyusei Matsmusei. I spent a lot of time searching that expression if anyone ever used those words. I've not found it. Maybe someone wants to research it because it's a very, uh, there's words like built in Mitsuyus you find is in the Mernavuchim, not Mamish Dat Loshan. But the Rebbe brings in, in uh, the Hadron of the Rambam, Lamed Hay, he talks about Motzei Rishin, Eina Motzei, so he brings the Loshna of the Meir which is more or less built to Mitzias Nimtze. You have the concept of Mechuyiv HaMitzias. These are words that are reserved only for Atzmus Mamash. Uh, even Oyer, you can't say that, because Oyer is not Mitzias Matzmus, Oyer is not Mechuyiv HaMitzias, Oyer is not built to Mitzias Nimtze. The expression, Ein Leitchila, and Oyer you say Oyer in Sof, but not Ein Leitchila. Because it has a tchila. Not necessarily tchila bizman, it's like Kodma Hedder, but it's a tchila in Mokr, in Inyan. But the word Mitzvah Musa the Alter Rebbe uses, which means it's Mitzvah comes from within itself. I remember this morning, <laughs> received a, a question uh, from, I guess, a mother. It's anonymous, you know, for, for my life, because it's applied. She says, my seven year old daughter asked me, this, asked me early this morning, who created God? Would you talk about it next uh, Sunday? So, I'm bringing it up. And how do you explain that? You know, you always say, nothing creates itself. 
Okay, so then who created God? That's always the classic uh, question every atheist asks. So what did you do? You just pushed it off. You say, okay, this table came from a tree. The tree came from a previous tree. And who created the first tree? Okay, the creator. Then who created the creator? And I, a lot of people don't have an easy answer. Even people have learned chassidus because it's not saying, yeah, it's a good point. You know. But the answer is actually that's what Alta Rebbe says. If the creator is a real creator, he's not shaykh to the concept of being created. That's what makes the Eberster an Eberster. If he can be created by someone, then he's not a god. Then he's a, another a creature. The whole point is the Taka Metziah is completely different than anything we can imagine. So it, what's mukhlech to say that is because at the end of the day, that's why he can create everything else. Because he himself was created. If he, yeshle illa v'sibah chaz v'shalom, then how could he create something that has no illa v'sibah? So in a certain way, uh, not mamish negedes negedes befeirish, I mean, I somewhat digressed here, but it's negated to the yesh of Asiya, so we have enough reason to talk about it. But in, in my modern, like in um, Tiku Tov Zayin and Matzazu Tov Zayin, the Reb Friedrich Rebbe explains by elaborates more on the Geras HaKedosh. I think it's from my modern, from the Rebbe Rashab as well, but there for sure. And he says, so in other words, interesting irony here is that what's Machriach, Atzmus, is actually the yesh that's not margish that has a mocket. Because atzilus can be machriach atzmus. Atzilus can only be machriach, a mocker for atzilus. No, it's something that has ill of a sib. How could atzilus tell, tell us about an atzmus that's mitsuis matzmusay? Atzilus can be machriach. It's only the yesh anivra because we feel we have no mocker. Where's that coming from? So essentially, it's a chocha that atzmus is not just a mocker. Like, oyer is machriach, there's a moir. But it's not machriach that the moir doesn't have a mocker. Because how could there be machriach that? But the yesh is machriach that. So bottom line is, um, I'm going into now the whole elaboration on it, that the mitzvah matzmusei is something that only is revealed in the yesh ha down below. So that's the interesting twist. And the shamas, lamayla that is, and malochim, and all the heichem and shamas, they could tell us that God exists. And that there's a God and they're completely bottled and, and call Yoimim like Serofim Emdim Amale, they're Serif, they're burning in fire, repassion, and Avis Hashem and Yiddis Hashem. That's what they can do. And that's Taka, very uh, impressive. But they can't reveal to us an Atzmus. They can reveal to us the Giluim, that the Ebishter has a source of Giluim. And to reveal Atzmus, Dafka the Yesh. And the reason for that is because that's what Natsmus wanted. Nesava Kodesh Baruch Hu, he didn't, not Nesava Atzilus, and he was not Nesava Bria Yitzira and Malochim and Shomis Lamaili, Nesava did it with And Tachtenim, by definition, is a Yesh Hanivra, a Yesh Achumri, a Yesh Agashmi, Gashmi Vachumri, like he says in Periklamid Vov. So if you take Periklamid Vov and put it together with a Gerakedis Simachov, which in many ways complement each other, you have the picture of what, what this world looks like. A world that's male clip, like he says, tachtenim, what's tachtenim? Not bemokim, not in space, the lowest, not the lowest floor of the building, because we're not talking about physical space. It's lowest in Gilei Lekusi's bar, Gilei Lekusi, Gilei Lekusi's bar, whatever the Lashon there is. Which means it's the most concealed world to the point that they say, 
In different words, that's a yesh that does not recognize a mokir. So in the Gerasakeh, explains that, that comes from the Mitzusim Atzmusi of Atzmus. Well, the Kavona, of course, is that it shouldn't stay that way. That this yesh, that does not feel it has a mokir, which is essentially the root of all our problems. Because if you felt you had a mokir, you know, we all, the Rebbe says so often to learn Pedic Memalif in, uh, in Tanya. If anyone has any uh, issues it's one of the Yud-based psukim my mother Chazal. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Does it help you prevent you doing Avedis? Sometimes it could, but it's not guaranteed. Why? Because the Abishta made that and the Ruach Stus covers up also Pedic Mem Aleph. In other words, as much as we know that Abishta is right now, right here, with you and with me, Mamish inside you, around you, watching you. You know, you would never do something if somebody was watching you, like a, and Rabbi Echen ben Zakeh said, even to his Talmidim, which is, talking about Tanoim, he said, Halavai, on his deathbed, before he passed away, Halavai she'yilachem, mele shamayim, mele shamayim, kemele basar v'adam. This is people, one of the hechsta madregis, because the fact is, as much as we believe in God, as much as we feel he may be right here with me, not maybe, is with me, there's still a helm, there's still a tzimtzumarishin, and there's a helm behester, and there's a rochstus, and you can't get around that. And as a result, you don't feel, the yesh does not feel the mokir. If you felt your mokir, not be shy of it, you could do an aver. You know, any normal person, for example, would put their hand in fire? Why not? Because you know exactly, fire burns my hand, and I don't want to get burned. You see direct damage to you? The Fidik Rebbe has a muscle in one of the Maimorim and the Tzadiks. Um, I remember Tzadik Ches, Tzadik Vov. It's an interesting muscle of divers. You know, there's two types of diving, below uh, deep sea diving. They have a scuba diving. You know, you, you pack up like oxygen on the back. And people dive and they can spend a certain amount of time down below. Then there's the deep sea diving. You know, you see the divers that would go down with a pipe connected to the ship above. They could actually walk on the ground. You know, it's a different type of diving. Not really swimming diving, it's more walking on the, on the bed of the ocean bed. So the only way they survive, they, they don't have oxygen tanks, is the pipe that goes up to the, to the ship. Now God, God forbid if that pipe gets severed or bent, I mean they have backups and so on, but if something could happen, that diver is in grave danger. So the Fidika Rebbe says, he uses this muscle. He says that the pipes are like the mitzvahs. Mitzvahs, we know, tayag mitzvahs, are like the oxygen that comes from the mokir. Each mitzvah is like a tzinir of chayis. So a mitzvah is actually our, our source of life. And chaz v'sholem, if a mitzvah, or the, I mean, we have 613, thank God, not just one. But there are some that are Yisaitis Dika ones that if they get severed, God forbid, it's the source of life. But the problem is we don't feel it. So imagine a diver doesn't feel that he's connected to above. That's like the Yesha Nivra that doesn't feel it has a mocket. Now, dogim shebiyam, fish in the sea, feel it all the time. That's what Chassidus says. That's where they don't need shchita. They're essentially submerged in their mocket. Almidiskasya. But Nivroi Oretz, Ayabosha, meaning the creatures of the earth, we don't feel that. So we can convince ourselves, I don't need anything. 
But a normal person would never cut off their oxygen line. So the only way we could is because we don't feel it. It's like you don't feel you're getting burned. You don't feel that something is being compromised. That's how deep the helm is. So as much as Hine Hashem love and everything, the Yesha Nivra and the, is, is a yesh that's in a margish, it doesn't feel, not, not in truth, it is a we don't feel it. And not feeling that is the root of every problem. Anything you go through in life, you can always come down to, if I felt openly that I was being watched, or more than that, that that's my mokar achayis, how would I, someone's going to go suffocate themselves. Someone's going to cut off their lifeline. God forbid, no normal person would do that. The Rebbe brings off in the din about a sheita behemah, behemah sheita. That if you give a shamer to watch a behemah, so he is responsible to watch that the behemah does not hurt itself or hurt others. Now what happens if the behemah jumps into a fire? So there's the Mephorshe Shulchan Aruch, they talk about it, and they say that you're not chayef, the shamer. Why? Yechayev, if the shamer goes, if, I'm sorry, if the shayr or the animal goes and tramples on somebody's uh, property. Yechayev, if, if it breaks kalim. Yechayev, if the behemoth itself does something that is self-destructive. But how are you supposed to know no normal behemoth is going to jump into fire? Since the Baal, the Baalabas of the behemoth did not tell you this is a crazy behemoth, a behemoth shaita, so you're not expected to watch for something that no thing, no, that's not normal. So you're not chayiv on that. The Rebbe brings that legabe this in, you know, not that we're not chayiv because we're responsible human beings, so it's not the same as But the vart is that no one normal is going to jump into fire. And if you do, it's because you don't feel it. Or you don't know it's fire, or you don't feel its effect. So that's what, if you want a real description of what the yesh anivra in Elam looks like, that's what it looks like. If you want a better description, just think about your life and you'll understand the fact is, as much as you're a maimon, and as much as you live with Eberstein, and as much as you daven and learn, the, in Elam we do not feel the mokir. That doesn't mean you never feel, I'm sure everybody has moments of inspiration, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, or even every day. And that's why we fabreng, and that's why we try to be me'erer, that part of the neshama. But it remains behelam, and that's the whole Yisod of Tanya, that there's a mochama between a nefesh al-kis and nefesh al-bamis. How could there be a Muhammad if the, if the Nefesh Alekis is on the right side and it's connecting with the Ebishter, which is the Mokrachais? Why should there even be a battle? The only reason is because the Ebishter conceals. So just trying to elaborate on what Asiya is to understand the, the real meaning of the world of Asiya. Now, um, the next part of this I wanted to discuss, and I think with that we'll maybe wrap up the Asiya uh, section is uh, a few more details about it. So Asiya as well has, I was talking about the yesh part, the, the lowest part of Asiya as it manifests in this world. But there's also Asiya Ruchnius. So it's also part of the process of Bri Yitzir Asiya. Like when we say, actually in davening, we, we talk both parts. We say, that's Atzilus, that's Bri Yitzir then we say two more expressions. Atanafachtobi, that's Asiya. So the Nafachto referring to Vayipach Ba'apov Nishmas Chayim. So now the Nishamas come into the body, that's Asiya. But then he says, Vatamashamra Bikirbi. Nit Shmira. 
Because in this world, call hadrachim becheska sakana, like I just elaborated, and we need more keiches. We need uh, like uh, this as the beginning of time. Mashbiyah neisetit tzadik baltirosha. Not so simple once you're down in this world. In the world of tehera or barosia tzarta. It's uh, as I mentioned. There's still relatively a gilil there. But once you get into uh, the Asiya, Nafachta, so you need the additional Mashamra Bikirbi. But, here's the interesting thing, Asiya is also not purely Gashmi and Khumri, there's also Asiya Ruchnis. So I want to talk a bit about that a bit, that it's also part of the Ishtashvah, Kvedi Barosav Yitzartiv Af Asisiv. So the Af, Chesidus emphasizes, he talks about that also in Druz Gimamini Odom. The Af is Af Mafsik. Because Asiya is somewhat separate from the first two, like Machshove Dibur Umais. So Machshove would associate with the world of Bria, and, and Dibur would associate with the world of Yitzira, and Asiya associates with the world of Maisa, Asiya. So we know the letter He, so the Gemara says, Behe Nivra Elam Haza, Beyud Nivra Elam Haba. Because the Yud, the Yud of Shema Vai is a Bittel, Chochme. That's Gilui. Hey has already three kavim. So Be'ehi Nivra Elam Haza. What are the three kavim? So you have Machshova Dibra Maisa. But what's the what's the main focus in a hey? As opposed to a ches, a hey has a afhasisiv, a hefsik between the reish and the reglas moli and the left leg. So a hay looks like a ches, but with one difference. That's why we talk about chometz matzah. So the mem tzaddik of chometz matzah, the same letters. The only difference is in the third letter. In chometz it's a ches, in matzah it's a hay. So really the difference in chometz matzah is one small difference, a little space in the hay. But that space makes all the difference because that's the bitl. Chometz is, is gaiva, yeshus, and matzah is bitl. Michal de memnusa, lechem eini, so that hay is the bitl. And what's the bitl? The bitl is the hefsek between Machshavadibar and Maisa. So it's explained in different ways. One explanation is that, uh, a, that you know, when you have, let's say, uh, uh, what's an ego? An ego is like an inflated ego that has, is all, you're filled with yourself. Zaybishta says, Eina nivuhu yechem lodir why? Because if you're a full cup, there's no room for anyone else. Simple. Gaiva is like an inflated ego. That's why we compare it to matzah, to chametz. It's inflated with air. Matzah is the minimum, just well, flour and uh, water, and it's not allowed to rise. When it rises, it's filled with itself. So ches is like an inflated balloon with no release point. So think of like a kettle that doesn't have a spout. So it starts boiling, what's going to happen? It's going to implode or explode. The hay has a space, it's called the space of bitl, that allows the air out, so to speak. That's one explanation given. Another is machshava dibur amaisa. We know any intelligent person first thinks, then speaks, and then acts. You know, if someone starts with action and then decides, oh, let me build something and then let me think about it afterwards, it's usually not going to work out so well. Um, and same thing with the machshava, dibur, maisa, that's the order. So machshava and dibur makes total sense. First you think through a plan, then you share it with others, and you express it. 
But Chassidus says, interesting thing, that before you go into Asiya, into Maisa, you should always pause one extra time. Because as long as you thought about it, even if you spoke about it, you still can change things. Imagine you start building a building. I mean, the first thing contractors will tell you, I don't know if you're yet at this cradle in the ladder, yet at the stage of building homes, but one day when you'll build a home or fix a home, you'll find out <laughs> that the biggest act of snefesh is building, is building a home <laughs> or fixing a home. And the contractors will always tell you the biggest, one of the biggest problems is you make a plan, you start building, and then your wife comes in or your mother-in-law or your father-in-law or you yourself, and you say, yeah, maybe the door should be here. But that was supposed to be figured out before you started building. Because now you have to break it down. It's going to cost more money and all that. But it's one of the most common things. And you think, of course make a plan. But that's how it is. Until you don't see it, sometimes you realize. And I know people built big homes, very wealthy homes. And then, it just someone told me, in Canada, they had built a massive mansion. And it's like on the waterfront. It's on a lake. And they built it in the way, the plan, the, the, art, the, the blueprint is always like a mirror image. You see the blueprint, everything's backwards because it's not the actual house. So they, they approved it and then they found out that what they wanted to phase the water is the opposite side of the house. And it was too late because <laughs> it was all built. Basically that means Makshova Dibur and went straight to Maisa and no one really thought it through or a mistake was made. Bottom line is, um, like the Razor I think said, that when you get angry or you have a strong feeling Wait, uh, it says 18 hours or 12 hours. I'm not sure the nusla. I think it's 18 hours. And then, then decide. You know, very often someone does something to you, insults you, or says something. You want to react very quickly. Um, and then later you regret that you reacted so quickly. So one of those, one of the answers is don't react immediately. You can always wait till tomorrow or wait a few hours. And if you still feel so strong about it, you thought it through. Reacting when you're in a moment of passion. But idna derischa often creates mistakes. I can tell you I have a lot of emails that still sit on my computer that I wrote right away and I made sure not to send it until I thought it through. So maybe I'll write a book, emails I once thought of sending. But usually when you read it back you say, are you crazy? You're going to write such a thing? You know, at the moment you felt I have to protest or you know, someone really uh, hurt you or insulted you or, or just or, or not Africa personal. Something you, and then you think it through again. So that's that hefsik. That comes between Because once it's in Maisa, you can't take it back. Even Dibur, we know, can also kill. But it's still not like an action. An action is once it's done, what are you going to do now? So Dibur is also a of Hava Maisa, so Dibur has an element of Maisa to it. So I'm not saying you say everything that's on your heart, you know, they say, they say by a shikr. Everything on his lung is on his tongue. In other words, whatever you feel, you don't have to always say. So it also needs some discretion. I'm not suggesting there's no hefzik between machshav and dibur. But it's a very different thing once you get to Asiya. So Baklal, that's, uh, uh, that's more like an Aveda, what Asiya is. But the point here is also, like I said before, Meshamra Bekirbi, because you're going now into Asiya, and here things change. That uh, the giluyim that can that hold us and connect us to Alakus are much stronger, obviously, in the higher worlds. And I see it starts getting better. But the good news is, the Ebrister doesn't leave anything without keich. So even though there's taka hell and the hester nasiya, 
and the yesh, nivra, chumri, everything I said before, but we don't come unprepared. That's why I see also as I see ruchnis. So you don't have to jump from from yesh, yesh, nivra, enle ila vesiba, to Yetzirah or Bria, Atzilus. In Asiyah itself, there's Asiyah Ruchni. So it's again, like I said before, it's a gradual process. And that's one of the most important things to remember. That's why you'll see all those Mashpim, good Mashpim, who really teach how to, how to, how to grow. No, they always will tell you, it has to be step by step. Don't try to grab more. Tafasta Merubalei Tafasta. Anytime you get inspired, you try to do more than you should, it usually backfires. Same thing like dieting. You go on crazy diets, it usually backfires at some point. You know, Rab Nissen would always tell Bachrim in, in Aveda Skafi, he says, Skafi is a second-to-second thing. It's not like you make achlota, I'm never going to do this Aveda again. Achlota, I'm never going to eat this again. I'm not going to indulge, I'm not going to, you know, whatever the type it may be. He says, it's all second-to-second. Can you control yourself for a second? And then comes the next second. Now, the, the challenge is, how do you discipline yourself second-by-second? Second? It's also not easy. But as soon as you know, someone tells you go run a marathon for 22 miles, no way you're doing that. It's impossible. And then you give up. You say, I can't run 22 miles. How, will you, how do you train yourself? How do you condition? You run a mile. Run a half a mile. Run, run a block even. That's more, more, more negaya to begin than anything else. You know, people will come to me and say, how do you write a book? How do you write a safe? You know, you start writing and you get distracted and then you have writer's block and then you lose your confidence. You know, there's a million reasons they get stuck when you want to write. Forget about a book. Try to write an article, a pilpul, or uh, just a ha'ara. And the answer is always, it's always step by step. I always tell people one of the eights get take yourself an audio recorder, a phone, or whatever it is that records today, and re- re- say what you want to say, bidibur. You don't have to sit and write. It's hard to write especially if you're not, if you're not uh, trained. But you could say, say what, say your thoughts. And then, then give it to someone, and they'll transcribe it. Today, YouTube actually transcribes automatically things. If you speak on YouTube, YouTube has an automatic, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it turns, uh, turns words into text. But it's uh, simple today, and there are people who do it, it's not a big thing. Then you see what you said on paper, you get it back, you're usually gonna hate what you see, you don't like what it sounds like. Okay, so now start to editing it. Say it again. Fix it. This is called step by step. That's the only way you ever matzliach. Nobody, you know, when you see success, everybody says, oh, I wish I had that success. You, you study the success, you'll see it all began in baby steps and probably a lot of setbacks and a lot of failures until it really uh, started uh, blossoming into something. It's always that way. I mean, you talk about it, this week is the Kinnus HaShluchim. So people have wow, thousands of shluchim and so on. Look how it all began. It began with one person, two people, that ever struggling, trying to get this person to go on that one. No one knew where that's going to go, but when there's persistence, and I'm saying even the Rebbe, definitely Anoshim Karkenu. So the point is, I'm just trying to explain that the Holy Shtashlus, and every step, every step from Malchus to Yisod, to, um, to I'm going backwards, it's not so easy, Hoid, Netzach, Teferes, as you climb, is a step-by-step process. And the elements also. So Asiyah doesn't just jump. From Asiyah Gashmi, you go to Asiyah Ruch. Now, the key thing to remember is that we really want to be driven First you start with Machshava, then you go to Dibra, then you go to Maise. But the fact is, we all start from Maise. As children, first we're Bali Maise before we're Bali Dibur and Bali Machshava. 
but the, the kavana is that you want to go from Asiya, which is a Maisoika, you want to be able to then climb. And I could say also from a point of view, this can be very helpful in whatever you'll do with your life, in a point of view of even like psychological analysis, when you meet people and uh, they're called, we're called mashpia, um, and you're trying to understand what makes someone tick, like what drives a person and what is the yisod of something. So usually, I mean, they call it in medicine, they call it like symptomatic medicine. You look at a symptom, and from the symptom, you come to discover what's the cause. You go to a doctor, you say, I'm bleeding, God forbid. So he'll say, let's, let's, let's explore the, the causes. In other words, we always go from symptom to root, to the roots, to the shavish. But people who are really good healers always find what the root is. Because just to put a Band-Aid or to fix the problem short-term is not the, really the ultimate solution. And in that context, I means one of the things, uh, you know, people talk about the Rebbe's methodology. I can tell you from all the years I'm working in the Sichas and the Rebbe's uh, Teira and the Igris and so on, you always see this common denominator. The Rebbe is always looking for the Shader Shadvarim. You know, it's one thing to deal. Yeah, obviously you have to deal with a short-term problem. You have to deal with it immediately. So when you look at Seder Shtalshlis, in the context we're discussing, Asiya, Yitzira, Briya, Tzilis, it put it in very balbatasha terms. Asiya is the symptoms. It's the outer expression of something. You know, it's the world we see. But it's never driven by that. The whole point of Chassidus is to teach us that everything is driven by an Ashama. It's not the goof is telling the neshama what to do, it's the neshama is telling the goof what to do. A body is just a vehicle, it's like driving a car. Does the car tell the driver where to go, or does the driver tell the car where to go? But we are people, of, we are creatures of habit, and we're also creatures of the world of Asiya. So by us, everything starts from the physical, from the action. But the truth is, and when you're talking to people very often, like in marriage, you know, with a marriage couple, a couple struggling with their issues, different issues, They'll always tell you their symptoms. They'll tell you, this is, what he, this is what he doesn't do, this is what she doesn't do, this need, that need. And you start digging, you start realizing there's deeper things going on. It's not just based on actions. And that's the key to all uh, helping anybody, is by understanding what is the root of the issue. And the fact is, most people don't know the root of their problems. They know the result of their problems. They know the symptoms. They know it's something's not working. So in many ways, if you really can translate this into terms like these are the so-called building blocks, the steps, which really what it is today when they talk about genetic engineering or fixing things on a cellular level. What are they doing? They're saying, let's fix it at the root, not just the, the outer dimension. And there's been tremendous progress in that, in that regard. So the same thing is with uh, the Rambam calls there's um, spiritual challenges, whether it's psychological or emotional, the same thing is there's the symptoms and then there's the root. And the root is essentially, the symptoms is going to be asiyah, chitzenius of asiyah, and the root is going to be the ruchnius behind it. And then as you climb, it's sira, and then bria and atzilis. So I'm not going to go now into all the different, what's the difference, but I did say in previous shiurim that atzilis essentially is the vision of the ebishter in everything. And the same thing, the vision of your life. What's driving your life? Most people, unfortunately, what drives their life are their, are their actions. Your actions drive your vision, not your vision drives your actions. Look at the Rebbe. Everything was vision. It starts being Rebbe, Tov Shinyu, Tov Shinyu Aleph, Deir Ashvi, our vision, our mission is Rishchanti Besecham. 
He didn't go into details. Everything is driven by that. Everything follows. In other words, Asiya is going to follow Atsilas, not Atsilas follows Asiya. Then, based on that vision, then the Rebbe created Bria, an outline, what he wants to get done. Yitzira, he shape it into details. And finally, Asiya, implementing it. That is a leader. That's how you think. You think from the root. And from the root, you come to the actions. But the bottom line is Amai Seiker. That's why I said before, at the beginning of this year, that ultimately, if you don't get it into action, it's, it's a dream. It's fantasy. Execution is the Amai is Seiker. The but the Maisa that's driven by Asiya, driven by Atsilas, and Bri Atsida, and it comes into Asiya, then you have yourself a full uh, package. So essentially, studying God's way of creating is a, is a great way to, to, to write business plans and to create architecture and to write a book. Anything you want to compose in this world, if you use the Atsilas, Bri Atsida, Asiya model, you'll be successful because it's driven and very logical, and it begins from the, as I said, the vision, the mission, that's Ma'achid. And then it goes into details. All the problems in life is when, you, when the details drive the vision. You can't have details driving the big picture. The big picture has to drive the small picture, to put it in very simple terms. So that's, I think we covered now the world of Asiya. And so we have think finished the world of Bri, Yitzir, Asiya. And the next step, I have to think what the next year should be. Okay, we have a week to think about it. And I want to welcome our uh, great founder, and uh, benefactor of <laughs> Okay, with that, uh, everyone have a good day and a good nvoch and enjoy the weekend with the shluchim. Call to everyone. <laughs>